bitches. I'm Amarina. And I'm Rosandy. And this is Existential Exhale. It is, isn't it? So exciting! It really is Existential Exhale. This is so exciting. This is really exciting. I'm, I'm astonished. I'm baffled. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are okay. a little stressed. A little. Just on a edge. Little, just a little tad bit. Um, but but today is gonna this episode is gonna be great. Fantastic. It actually. really is. Um we're gonna get into some questions and not the basic what's your favorite color, what's your biggest fear questions. They're gonna be pretty thought-provoking questions, which is the point. Yeah. And we want you guys answer, to think. We want you guys to think. Just as, a little bit. Just a little. I mean, it's not like math. No. I mean, no, it's we definitely can't, not math. We can't do math. Um, but it's going to be, and we're going to be answering the questions. And I hope that you're answering the questions along with us. Yeah. And maybe you learn a little bit more about yourself. And and we both just kind of figure it out. And we kind yeah, of we're learn. All on this journey <laughs> together. So let's just jump right in. So what is the first our question? first question is, what was your first impression of me? So if you want to go first, you want to go first. I can go first. Okay, she's My excited. My first impression of Amarina, it was in gym class in grade nine. Mm. And I was terrified to go into gym class because I'm not hmm, the most physical. Uh, I don't, you know. Like sports? No. Yeah. No. And very bad at it, too. And I was <laughs> like, wow, this is not a comfortable environment for me. Um, we have to change and change rooms for the first time because it's high school yeah. now. Like, like in front of everyone. Weird. Ugh. And I'm like, this is uncomfortable. There's new people. And then I see Amarina, you know. Here I am. There you are. And it's hard to miss because you're very loud and making jokes with everybody. <laughs> and I'm like, how does this girl know everybody? We just got here. <laughs> Oh but I feel God. like you have that thing where you're super comfortable with people. And I don't yeah. know if that's a facade, but if it is, props to you because you're amazing at acting. <laughs> because you seem so comfortable in... I feel like it's so many different groups of people, too. Very versatile. Yeah. And would, that yeah. was my, like, obviously, like, outgoing. Extroverted. You know so what I mean? Extroverted. Yeah, so Very extroverted. confident. Very easygoing. Effortless is something that I would use. Yeah. And my first impression was like, oh my god, she's literally so cool. Definitely can't talk to her because she's cooler than me. <laughs> that is my thought process in my head when I was 14. That was that was kind of interesting to hear. Yeah. You know, like I I I think we've asked each other this question before. Mm-hmm. But but no. I don't think specifically. Like I think we've talked about it but not really like I'm answering this question directly. Yeah. And that's what I thought. I was like, wow, this girl is so cool. That's she just talks to everybody and yeah. no that's interesting yeah um yeah okay so like are we gonna like can i like rebuttal that and what? then like, can, like, <laughs> like rebuttal no like like i want to say by I the way guys, you just said rebuttal i just don't want to say i just want to say you can rebuttal man you i'm gonna say it right now rebut is all i want in this <laughs> podcast <laughs> so i'm gonna say just so that you guys know, I don't think I'm that cool of a person. Mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of just, and I tell I tell Rasanti this all the time. All the time. I say, I'm just chilling. Like but, I'm actually just like chilling. when I see <laughs> you with other people, like interacting with other people, it's so like I feel like you know how to. What's the word? I feel like you're like a chameleon. Like I know how to relate to different people. You just know how to like accommodate to the conversation so well based on the specifics of the people in the conversation. 
Like, it's so, you're very much, like, a chameleon and, like, the best way. Not in, like, a fake way because yeah. I know all of those sides of you are there. Yeah. And they're genuine. But you just, you just so smooth with it. <laughs> what the fuck, man? How did she do that? How is she so versatile? Like, that's crazy. Um, If we talk about, like, cliques, too, at school. There are different, I guess, a yeah, bunch there's of different a bunch of different cliques. As high schools are very cliquey. Mac is super cliquey, though. I know. That's, like, you know. Um, yeah, that's is it? Is it more than other schools? I don't know. I would say. Well, we go to William Lyne McKenzie. Since are we going to say like, that? I mean. Do we care? Do we? I don't, personally. Do you? I mean. Should we cut this out? Okay. Yeah, Where I don't we really work care. like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I guess. I guess it is clicky. But all I want to say, like, to I guess, quote unquote, rebuttal with Andy, <laughs> is to say, is to say that, like, yeah. I'm. I'm. I think I'm just extroverted. And I think that's what. I think a a lot in a lot of like friendships where like there's two best friends. There's one who's super extroverted and one mm-hmm. who's not. In, like someone who's more introverted. Yeah. So and I think that's you. To you, even though my, I am, I feel you like are, extroverted. But I think I think you are like more introverted than I am. Like everyone has a spectrum. Definitely. Of like, and I'm definitely on like closer to introvert than introverted. you are. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like when we go to like a different group of people, like I definitely know to like I know that you are gonna you're gonna do talk. You're gonna you're <laughs> gonna do the talking, and I'm gonna. And then I'm just gonna be like, oh, bye. I'm there, for, co- I'm there for comedic relief, basically. What I'm saying is I'm hilarious. Yeah, she's funny. Okay, so let me get into that. No, no, no. Let me get into that. I mean, that was a joke, and I hope they get No, but she, no, I'm actually saying she's funny. Um, Let me say, okay, my first impression of Grisandi. Okay, so my first impression was like, oh, my God, what the fuck? There's another brown girl. Yeah. Um, Sad to say, but like I no, don't, we don't live no, in a brown we do. community. No, we don't. And there, yeah. Especially, and like, I was excited because I didn't grow up around brown people, and I was like, oh my god, another brown girl. I was really excited, and so in my head, I was like, I like I need to be friends with her mm-hmm. because she's brown, mm-hmm. and it sounds stupid, but that's what it was. But that's also like a very valid valid reason. Reason, and I also thought she was really pretty. I thought you were really pretty. Oh my! I gosh. didn't know we were gonna get into like like physical. physical? Like, I was like, oh my god! No, I thought she was so, so pretty. pretty. You and thought I, I was pretty. I thought you were so pretty. Stop. Now you're just not that pretty. But no, <laughs> I <laughs> low down. Yeah, I well, at least down. that was your first no, impression. No. <laughs> um, no, yeah, and she was friends with um someone who I was friends with, so I kind of just shimmied my way into being friends like our lives yeah, yeah being well i mean amarina like you were super extroverted so i would like say hi to in the hallways and like it slowly became like i would hang out with you at lunch mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. i would take laps and i remember in grade nine i would take laps by myself mm-hmm. and i was just saying hi to everyone so yeah. i would stop at friend groups yes. and i would be like oh my god hey like what's up and you were at the time hanging out with like do we? I'm not gonna say names. We don't need to. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need to get into like the specifics. But, but I was hanging, hanging out with, with a different, like, a different group, group of people than you hang out with now. Um, which is zero. But well, I you guess we're me. not in school. You hang out with me. That's my group of friends and your boyfriend. <laughs> oh, we can get God. into that later. Pathetic. Um, but yeah, literally, she was hanging out, and I and I stopped by, and I was like, hey, like, yeah, what is up? And I think that at that point in time, I kind of just stuck to that friend group for that one lunch period and you and I ended up just clicking mm-hmm. and we were like very back and forth and it was yeah. really good so I was like oh should I gotta be friends with her so we kind of just kept and it was very natural just like rolled and rolled and rolled and we just became like 
super close. Right. And I think that was my first impression of you. I don't know if you want a rebuttal. Oh, do I have a rebuttal? I also thought she was super funny. I want to come back to that. <laughs> but crazy. also, But I also think it's because, like, half of why I think she's funny is because, like, I used to make fun of her laugh. What? You remember. I mean, other- are you oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I used Because I still do that when I'm, like, dying. You do. You do. I go... <gasps> <laughs> bro i don't understand like people you can't breathe, breathe when they're laughing like i need to breathe <laughs> like, oh my god no like yeah she, and i thought that was the most hilarious thing so i remember the first time i pointed it out she's like i mean you can't do that and i was like that's so funny <laughs> and we kind of just like like we laugh about this like we'll like we're also observe observant to the like same point yeah so we'll like look at people and be like why did they why did they do that (laughs) which is not to say that we're haters but i think i think everybody is a little bit of a hater but we're observant that's the word i'm gonna use exactly sometimes when you observe something it's a little funny oh hilarious like sometimes people blink a little weird and it's like kind of <laughs> funny and and we were thinking we'd like <laughs> look at each other like we'd make eye contact and be like did you see that and, and we like, did oh, i did and, and we I would laugh that. and we didn't even <laughs> say what we saw but we would laugh and that was how our friendship kind of just yeah it was very natural it was and very forth. natural and that's kind of why we decided to start the podcast is because, because we have such a great rebuttal and we converse. i'm sticking with that word man converse we converse back and we forth. have a very it's good like back a ping pong game like we're just we were able to like mm-hmm. um build on top of each other of so course. i guess that answers that question of what was your first, first impression of me um our next question is what is the worst assumption someone has made about you mm big one do you want to go first yeah i can go first Mm -hmm. um uh, worst assumption i've ever gotten is um that i'm like mean and intimidating Mm -hmm. because i think my biggest thing is that i work really hard to not be that way yeah but i think like i just have a resting bitch face i can totally relate to that oh my god yeah about it yeah um like when i obviously went to high school I got a lot of like oh my god before when we weren't like friends before I did before I knew you I thought you were super intimidating yeah I feel a type of way about that it's a little I've never it's giving like oh I don't I don't don't want to say it's I don't want to say it's giving microaggression Oh, it's giving a little micro again and not intentionally because people have said that to me and they're not like that and a lot of the times you get that because of social conditioning but we aren't cute little white girls no we aren't and i hate and i hate to and you know what i don't hate to say it it just is what it is that's what it is is. and i do and i and i don't know how to prove it but that's just what i feel when somebody is like you looked really intimidating and i'm like like, if you think if you think of someone who's um intimidating you think of the color black Black leather jacket, motorbike, like think of like tattoos, black and white, yin and yin and yin and even. And or if you think about like death and angels, white and black. black. And you think about girls like I'm like the first image that's coming to my head is like Jade from Victorious, like, right? Super Very dark, black. Where's all black? Uh-huh. And like if you think about it, like our natural hair color is like dark and dark. black, and our skin tone is not white, not white, and uh, we wear colors to complement our skin co- tone which is not usually yellow and they're going to be darker they're going to be darker but colors. even more than just like literal black like and white physical yeah i 
there's I personally just don't see it because I literally don't look intimidating I don't I think feel she like does I don't no. and I feel I don't like you also don't it. either it's like you know what I mean and I know white girls can look intimidating yeah and they like they do there's some bad bitch white girls yeah, that yeah. are like yo I wouldn't talk to her out. because she's yeah. cooler than me oh I think that I think about that all the time <laughs> oh my god but I think there's just I'm and that's my two cents and I have nothing no science no psychology no 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 no, no. no yeah. nothing like that to back it up but that's just kind of the vibe I got like yeah, I, I like, never uh, because we're so extroverted and social Rasandi, I think is constantly laughing like I see the way literally because everything is funny to me oh she laughs uh, like yeah she laughs at <laughs> everything, everything is hilarious which kind of lowers my ego because i like to make people laugh so the fact that i know that she just laughs at everything <laughs> is like okay fine like, am i really funny yeah. or do you just laugh at everything literally and it's but, kind of both, but um it's okay it is what it is but that's what i got from i mean my friends have told me that like i'll get into class and they'll be like i mean are you okay and I'm yeah like, yeah like i'm, I'm actually fine. fine i'm actually just Chilling. Like, and it's because I think I have my earbuds in and I have my backpack on and I say hi to people in the hallway, but mm-hmm. sometimes I just don't. But I feel like as brown girls and as women of color, we have to go that extra mile to look welcoming. Yes, we do. And it's I think that is something yeah. that if you're a woman of color or even just a person of color, you get that. Oh, yeah. You have to, especially in even like professional settings, you have to go that extra mile to look approachable. To look approachable because I guess people do like are uncomfortable and that's not to blame it's because just i don't world blame limit. anybody no it's, it's really like society the way that society is, as a whole is yeah exactly but i think that because we are very well like i do think that i'm an extroverted person and a welcoming person like i think i'm easy to talk to yeah and people have told me that and i think you're extremely easy to talk to too when they get to know us but i think first impression wise like even what you said you were like oh she's way too cool mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that was intimidating right right so people might see that as like, like on my side, I see it. On Rasandi's side, I don't see it at all. On my side, I see it a little bit. Like I do have an RBF, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like I do, I do have an RBF. I look like someone just pissed me off. <laughs> a little. And I like, I walk around the hallways like. But that's not like, why I thought face. you were intimidating. No, you thought I was intimidating you because were always... of how extroverted I Exactly. Was. But other people think I'm intimidating just because of how I strictly look. Mm-hmm. And I've had people come up to me and be like, Emrina, like, like, I was going to say hi to you in the hallways, but you look mad, so I just didn't. And they're my friends. Those are people I talk to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? Like, my best friend of 14 years, like, Mateen, mm-hmm. he's like, Emrina, why are you mad? And I'm like, Mateen, <laughs> like, I'm really not, not mad. <laughs> like, I could just be listening to, like, my face could look totally opposite, and then I'll look, I'll be listening to, like, Irreplaceable by Beyonce. And yes. I'll be, like, vibing out to Irreplaceable. Right. Because how do you not? But then I'll, I'll I'll look a totally different way, and it's like it's totally different. But mm-hmm. that is, I feel like, uh, like I, I would say the worst assumption because assumptions, like other assumptions, like oh, I think she they looks fuck like, with you. They like mess yeah, with you. Yeah, like, like did I look intimidating? Like what's up with that? Yeah, because now I'm I'm contemplating like, like yeah, like oh shit, like now I need to make sure I'm smiling when I'm walking through mm-hmm. the hallways. And that's something I wasn't thinking about before, and then now I'm thinking like fuck, okay, but. Like uh, other assumptions, like oh, she looks like she doesn't get goes, doesn't get guys or yeah. like stuff like that. I don't give. A fuck I don't think anybody about. assumes that about you because they're stunning. Uh, but I get no, where you're oh, coming. No, I hate compliments, guys. I know. I a, hate. I don't know how to act when she's I the worst. But, um, but I'm actually gonna go a different direction with that because 
I get your, I get the intimidating thing too, Mm -hmm. but the worst assumption that I've gotten that has actually affected me and it makes me really sad Mm -hmm. is being like people assuming that I'm, I'm going to use air quotes, Mm -hmm. like slutty. Uh, and I've yes. got, and that has affected my life and really pissed me off in a very real way. Mm-hmm. Ever since I'm gonna say like grade seven, but really in grade eight, I like got boobs or something, and oh, something you got happened. Creepier. Yeah, and and people just assume people. I got hit with that narrative so hard, oh, and I know so what horrible. teenage boys are like, and like oh, I'm yeah. not even gonna. I don't want to blame them. I don't care to blame them. The individual boys. And I think it's more a thing to do with women. But people in, like, I was hit with that narrative. The jokes they would make about me. And, like, here's the thing. And here's a very interesting thing about also my perspective was that in grade eight, I was so naive. And I, those jokes, like, I would get jokes like, oh, Sandy, like, I'm going to, like, buy you for $3 for an hour. And it was, like, the boy I liked. And I was, like, giggling. Um, yeah. And I was so naive in grade eight. And I was like, oh, my God, he likes realize. me. And he yeah. wants to make those jokes about me because he likes me. But looking back, I would, pu- I would punch you I would face. literally. If that was my daughter and I heard that, I'd be like, um, who the fuck And because of those to? jokes and because I misinterpreted the hypersexuality, hypersexualization yeah. of me as, mm-hmm. as, as like flattering as, and as genuine, um, mm, like liking this. Yeah. yeah. I like, I fell into this thing of like hypersexualization of myself and mm-hmm. I tried to like fit that narrative because I was like, this is how boys like me. So I'm just going to kind of ride with it. Let's just do it. Yeah. That's and that was want. me yeah. in grade eight and grade nine. And I regret those two years because I hypersexualized myself and caught like called it feminism and that's not what feminism is no but that's what I did because a I was 13 14 and that's what I thought feminism was was air quotes owning your own sexuality which we can talk about whether that's possible in the realm of feminism Mm -hmm. and we'll get into that later but I and even still people who don't know me in high school when me and my current boyfriend started dating they were like oh they're not gonna last for Sandy's a hoe and I heard that Mm mm-hmm from coming out of that's not rumors I heard that coming out of a mouth yeah and they didn't know I was listening but it's just like what gives you that impression of me because I'm not yes and not to say that you um like being sexually active Mm -hmm. is something that's wrong and that's not to say that it's wrong at all but I personally that wasn't my life who you were that wasn't my life and that's just not what it was I had not really done anything yeah I had not even had like a real boyfriend literally and people saying that i'm like why do you get that impression why do you think that yeah is it because of my boobs and that's that's like a big thing too because like even things like if you saw what we're sending you to school it was literally a t-shirt and sweatpants a t-shirt and sweatpants and And somehow people managed to sexualize me so much and it's crazy too because i was thinking and this is a constant conversation and i guess a lot of girls hear this too but it's like girls who are curvier who have bigger boobs or have a bigger butt and if they were wearing the same outfit as a girl who was completely they would not, not be sexualized. They wouldn't be sexualized because quote unquote nothing's there. Right. But and that's shitty to the other to person say, too. But it's just a whole thing of like why women's bodies are constantly are talked about. And why are you why is it something It's an object yeah, that you're objectifying. Me. Women's bodies are constantly used as like to prove a point yes. or to do something like yes it doesn't have to can we just have but can women are women allowed to have bodies to just walk around like like it's either beings? she's too fat she's too skinny yeah 
Like for what? She's got this. She's got I, that. She doesn't have her boobs are a little too low. Yeah. Her boobs are a little They're too wide set. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ, can we have bodies? Like, stop talking. And, exist. and that hypersexualization called a hoe has affected me so much. Yeah. And I'm so glad that I've kind of like and it's and and it really is because of my current boyfriend right now. Mm-hmm. He was really the first man who didn't like not the first man literally ever but the first man who didn't hypersexualize me yes and I went into the relationship thinking okay I have to be super slutty so he doesn't lose interest but I very quickly realized that that's not why he's with me yep and it changed my perspective and it made me look back on the way that men talked about me and treated me and I was like, wow, they didn't actually give a shit about me. No, yeah. They just love to sexualize me. Sexualize me. Yeah. And they love to fetishize my body. Exactly. And it's I'm disgusting. so glad that I came to But that's the worst assumption that I've ever had. Like, that is the worst. And I'm glad that I know about it. And I'm mm-hmm. glad that I've, like, I'm glad that I'm at the point where I'm not, I'm past the naivety of it. Yeah. And you know to, like, I think you've gone to the point where you know to say, like, um we're not gonna say that yeah don't say that and I'm no I'm glad to know I'm educated in like to say being a woman that's a dick move to say that like don't like maybe don't call me a hoe because you don't know a shit about my life exactly completely agree right I agree with you and I think yeah that's that's uh the worst assumption someone has made about you definitely that is I was gonna branch off into like what we look like and I was gonna say like when I was a kid Mm -hmm. Just being a brown girl, like, mm-hmm. you grow up super just hairy. And it's it's one of those things where, like, as you get older, girls, like, Indian girls, can we just talk, like, not Indian girls, brown girls. Brown girls. Brown girls are naturally hairy. We have thick hair, and it's yes. black or dark brown. Everybody has something to say about our noses. And our noses, and the fact that we wear glasses and we're called Mia Khalifa. Like, there's so many things, there's so many things like that, that are so, like, people will joke about, but brown girls will go home and think about those things. Like, I would go to school and think, I can't wear my glasses in class to see, because I will be called a porn star, Mm -hmm. um, because I'm brown. And the hair is real, too. The hair? I remember in grade two, I was wearing a skirt, Mm -hmm. and I was terrified to wear the skirt, because I had hairy legs, and I was in grade two, by the way, so I'm not shaving. We're young. We're Um, little. And we're, I was a baby, and mm-hmm. this guy was like... And not to blame him, because he's also in grade two, but this is just how society has conditioned him. Yes. He's like, whoa, you're hairy. You're like a man. Yeah. And I went home and I shaved. Oh, yeah. In grade eight, this boy that I was, like, really into commented about my knuckles. Oh, because of the Because I have hair on my knuckles. I have hair on my knuckles, God forbid too. I have hair on my knuckles, and yeah, he was like, literally. oh, you should shave that. I was like, um, and I did shave because I was stupid. But no one now do I shave my knuckles? Fuck no. No, I don't care. Nobody should be looking at my knuckles. I literally don't give a fuck. And even if you are looking at my knuckles, I hope you enjoy the three hairs that are on my knuckles. I hope you do. You want to braid them or something? Literally braid them. I would love you to braid them. But being brown is like it comes with its own set of rules. Another like just full episode. It should be like growing up brown in toronto because we don't know what it's like growing up in no Paris, but like in toronto like, yeah it's it has its own of... like set of things that it comes with just as like being anything has its own set of things that it comes with and it affects us and it like yeah there's a whole nother episode <laughs> <laughs> um next question um this is a good one mm-hmm. it says when was the last time you felt most yourself 
That's good. Because good that can also say a lot about who, who you, you feel as, who you think you are as a person. Yes. Do you want to go first? Um, yeah. Okay. I can go first. The last time I felt like my, okay, you know what? I actually have to think about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can say, I think most recently, um, I did a massive painting because mm-hmm. I paint. I'm an artist. So we I mean I did a massive painting and right. it's like 30 by 40 inches and I've always since I was a kid I was always like um mom, I want to do a mural I want to do a big painting and um this painting I think I was in my rise moments because it was such uh, it, it's it's based on a topic that's very personal to me and um I was like one of my things is like I'm super like like natural when it comes to just physically like what I look like um and like in some ways I look super artificial like I have like red hair and um but in like other ways like I'll like walk out with like hairy legs you're just a natural person which is not yeah yeah so like I was painting I was painting in like a big shirt and Mm -hmm. like I was wearing undies obviously but Mm -hmm. just a massive shirt Mm -hmm. and my music on my record player was playing Mm -hmm. And it was dark outside and it was raining and everything was perfect about that day because I love the rain. My name means rain. And um, that's it actually. Yeah, it means rain. That's very cool because you love the rain. I love the rain. And that goes back to my dad used to, he used to wake me up late at night, late at night and he would grab, he would pick me up that is so and we'd sit cute. on the balcony and we'd watch the rain together in silence. That is really, really, really And cute. that's like one of the purest moments and one of the most like like golden moments of my childhood because mm-hmm. that was so it was so calm because my parents were so picky about go to bed at eight go to bed at eight go to bed at eight right and, and you're like wow my dad was able important. to pick me up at like 12 or like 1 a.m yeah he would say I'm rain, it's raining he would whisper he would grab my hand and say I'm rain, it's raining and we would walk out in the balcony together and I would sit on his lap and mm-hmm. we would just watch the rain and every time lightning struck or thunderstruck we'd be like oh that was a good oh one. my god that was yeah a good one. um so yeah so anyways I was in my rawest moments and I was thinking oh my god Emrina like you haven't showered you are still Emrina from the day you are you're in your bedroom like you and I feel like a bedroom is so personal because you very just, much is. you just live in it you're yeah. constantly in it your mm-hmm. bedroom walls have seen you cry mm-hmm. seen you be happy mm-hmm. seen you like be so excited about how you look seeing you like cry about how insecure you are your body your bedroom has seen everything so I think I felt most myself at that point in time because I was expressing myself and I was emotional but I wasn't crying and like I just looked I felt the most natural right I felt super like I belonged in my environment Mm -hmm. so yeah I think that was the that was the most recent time I felt most myself most myself so for me I think I've come to a conclusion that hopefully someone relates to Mm -hmm. where I was really trying to think Mm -hmm. and it's not to say that I like there are moments that stick out to me where I'm like that's like a really happy moment where I'm very peaceful but I don't think I just in my situation I just don't think I know who I am yet Mm -hmm. very valid and I think that I'm still figuring that out so to take take the situation and say that's where I feel the most myself when I don't really know who exactly that is yet that's a good point is like I definitely feel very like I've had great moments especially over the summer like I've had some really cool moments with like my friends Mm -hmm. and I felt really peaceful and at peace with myself and everything but I just to say 
this is a situation where I felt the most myself. I just, I don't think I know yet. And so if we reworded that question and said, what is a moment you felt most comfortable being who you were, mm-hmm. most comfortable being personally Rasandi, mm-hmm. physically and emotionally and mentally? Is there a moment right. that stands out? So I think, yeah. Like, I think that's a thinky one. It's a we thinky can, one. It is a thinky one. We can come back to it. We can come back to it. I think, yeah, I think we should. We can come back to that Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Because I think you you were thinking, mm-hmm. but then I reworded the question. So now we and now think it's a again. Thinky. It's a we little, did, I've got to do a little think. It is another thinky one. Um, Is there anyone who's changed your life and doesn't know it? I think you should go first. Okay, well, this is going to sound super cheesy, but I was going to say you're Sandy. No way. Yeah, I actually am going to say it. And I didn't know it. What a perfect day. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, basically, so actually I didn't know that it was me. Yeah. Which is crazy. No, I'm, it's going to, it's, I'm going to have to say you. Just because we've had, we were in each other's lives at, I think, our most vulnerable moments. And also very, like, where we went through a lot of change. Yes. Like, we saw each other's flowers bloom. Like, mm-hmm. before we were just, like, little weeds sticking out of the ground. Little weeds, Little yeah. weeds and, like, annoying and ew. And then, our, like, we bloomed. And yeah. we were also, like, looking away half the time when this person bloomed. And then we came back That's and true. we were able to see And them. I can see you bloom. Exactly. Right? And we it's can like, see we each can other. see the before and after. So, I think that was the biggest. And I think... um like one of my biggest things is with friendships friendships I've spoken to Rasandi about this multiple times mm-hmm. but I talk about friendships so highly because I think they're so important mm-hmm. and personally in my life obviously I've never been in love I've never been in a relation a um, romantic relationship mm-hmm. so I don't know what that feels like mm-hmm. but as of right now in my life I think that that is above everything like even blood like family blood mm-hmm. can like piss you off and make you feel the most out of place in some moments right and friends will be there right so in my lowest vulnerable moments you were there Mm -hmm. and so I would say that but did I change your life oh yeah like I feel like um what's the question again the question is is there anyone who's changed your life but doesn't know it how did I change your life? Okay. I'm like really interested so, in So yeah, that. so this is the biggest thing. So the biggest thing was for me was that I also, I will bring it up again and it's so detrimental and I don't think anybody who's not of, I'm not trying to be exclusive, but anyone who's not of color won't like understand what I mean, mm-hmm. the, the depth mm-hmm. as to what I'm saying right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that people of color, like not growing up in a, world or in an environment Mm -hmm. where there's not people of color yeah you are you hate yourself Mm -hmm. and Rasandi was the first person to look at me and be astonished by me she thought I was the most incredible person astonished by you the most still am incredible person and I think a lot of that and I'm not trying to like boost my ego but I'm saying that that she was the first person who looked at me and said I'm gonna bro you're literally perfect just the way you are yeah like and she is and I think it's very objective. Like, Amarina has so many in- insane talents. 
she's such a talented person like in ways that I seriously couldn't be like she was talking about the painting like I'm looking at the painting right now yeah. that's the one that you were talking yeah, about yeah that's what I'm talking it about it is so beautiful and <laughs> it is so perfect and she's so good at everything and it's just crazy <laughs> It's it's literally insane. I hate to you know, <laughs> I hate to gas you like that because that's gross. But yeah. that's the reality of the situation. Is you're pretty pretty <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Um, she's the one who kind of brought that to light. And like when people would point out insecurities or things of mine, I would think back to conversations that me and Sandy have had, and where Sandy would point those things out and say, "Bro, I love that part." Like, who would have, oh my god, I yeah, hate Marina. she's so pretty, what a weirdo. It's like, oh, like, I remember when Rosandy called me pretty. I don't like, know, like, what? things like, things like, um, how long and, like, dark my hair was. Yeah. I got compliments on that, but I also got, like, weird looks about that. And that so was pretty. something that you would point out, you'd be like, Arena, I love your hair. Yeah. She was, I think, one of my first friends who would compliment me, or just... She was so intuitive with kind of how I was feeling on a certain day Mm -hmm. that she knew exactly how to talk and how to converse with me to make me feel as, like, included in the environment as possible. That's very sweet. Yeah. That's very sweet. And it was a good thing because I think it was so detrimental to me Mm -hmm. to not be in an environment where I felt completely at ease and Mm -hmm. completely, like, I felt like I could be the most vulnerable like I told you I think more than I've told a lot of people and I think that's why when we stopped being friends for a while that's why I was so heartbroken yeah which was because it was you were my like vulnerability wall and she was also a person where I could be vulnerable with you and you wouldn't be like okay well uh well blah 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 like you would actually listen Mm -hmm. and absorb what I was saying Mm -hmm. and I don't think a lot of people are capable of doing that like I think a lot of people don't know how to absorb right instead of think about what they're going to say next mm-hmm. they're thinking more like if i would be vulnerable with Sandy, she wasn't scared to stay silent stay silent for a little bit yeah and then talk i think a lot of people when somebody is opening up to them about a problem they jump to advice when a lot of the times when somebody's opening up to you they really just want to be heard oh and i completely. think a lot of the time people are like let me fix the problem you have but sometimes the problem isn't really meant to be fixed right now and also it's not meant to be fixed by you yeah you're just like you're just uh i'm just down to listen to to, exactly people's problems Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i think that's a very i actually love that you said that because that made me feel so i'm so happy i'm that made me feel so happy because i'm really glad that that's like one of the best things i really you know no no no, yeah like like doing i was and i've told my parents this too like when we stopped being friends for a while i was like i don't know who to be vulnerable with Mm -hmm. i would tell them i said i think she was my person she was my twin flame she was that person for me yeah you (laughs) remember for this question for this question you don't have to say me i don't want that pressure to be there but i i genuinely wanted to say that because i think that's important and i think you are a person who changed my life. Obviously, there's probably others, but mm-hmm. I, the first person that came to mind was you. Right. So, there you go. I know that was, like, a lot to absorb. I, I'm absorbing it, man. I'm Call so me SpongeBob motherfucking square pants. Motherfucking square pants. <laughs> motherfucking. You know what's, um, okay, so the inside of my knees are a little sweaty. That's okay. I just felt that a little. That's okay. I felt that a little. Yeah, so it's, it does that. I just had to point that out. Mm-hmm. So, I also have to say you. 
You don't um, how? Like, okay. for, like, I already had my answer, but I was like, okay, if she's going to go first, I really pray she doesn't say me because now it's going to be like, but I'm not going to go on a whole spiel. Okay. Just because you basically covered everything that I was going to say. About- and it was like, you were definitely there for me when I was like really going through it. Mm-hmm. And you were somebody that also like, we didn't have to acknowledge that I was depressed and like suicidal I was like I'm really glad that I can just be around you Mm -hmm. also the fact that you were a brown girl and I feel like I had a lot of and I don't now and I'm really glad but I had a lot of internalized racism yes about brown girls Mm -hmm. and because I also didn't grow up around a lot of brown girls and brown girls were also always like made fun of for like being weird yes you know and I feel like Asian girls specifically yeah are like always kind of like the other kind mm-hmm. of thing you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so I had a lot of internalized racism um which is shitty to say but I was you know I don't have that anymore and I'm yeah, glad I yeah. don't but I always thought about a certain way about brown girls and I'm like okay well I guess I'm you know like I feel like you were a brown girl that I was like I can like relate to you yeah you know what I mean and mm-hmm. like you're also like extroverted and like outgoing and very abstract thinking and like I felt like I could relate to you and I was like wow like this is and it's crazy how race plays a really big part in that oh so massive and that's what I was saying like someone who's probably not of color someone who's like even a white person in a in a room full of people of color also just can't relate they see that not in the majority yeah and that's just how it works that's just how how it works so I'm not gonna say someone who's not of color I'm just gonna say someone who's not of majority right so any minority mm-hmm. in an environment mm-hmm. is going to feel like out of place mm-hmm. and I think that was us our whole lives and then when you find when you're searching that room for the person that you're like, like you're leech. like alike you're yeah. like oh my god I do you want to do you want to talk friend. about how yeah. crazy this is right now and and, and, and that's what it was room. yeah but I just, I want to, just for the diversity of it, I'm going to, like, I can't pick between, like, three people. But I have to say, um, should I say name? My best you friend, um, Hazel, mm-hmm. um, whoever's listening might not know. I don't know who you are, so I don't yeah. know who we, how you're listening. But <laughs> Hazel is my best friend, basically, from grade six to grade ten grade 10-ish the beginning of grade 10 basically like four years and she is such a big part of my activism Mm -hmm. and I think she when I was like in grade six I was very feministy and women empowerment or whatever but I think she just ignited this flame in me when I was like 12. She has that she has that um, she has that fire effect on and she's very like and she just we met and she was, and she just ignited the fire. And I'm so glad that I met her and she was in my life because we would have very important conversations. Oh, yeah. About very, yeah, like just society. And like it was very, like very activist y conversations. And she educated me. Oh, she yeah. kept me in fucking chat. She's like a thesaurus. Like she <laughs> brings up, I mean, a thesaurus. An encyclopedia. I was about to say. It's not a thesaurus. Encyclopedia. <laughs> but she could be a thesaurus too. She could. She says some words and I'm like, okay. I know. She's, to, what, she's such to an articulate person too. She's so. And we're just gassing her. Oh my gosh. Yeah, literally. But she's so. But I hope she hears this. To talk, like, she's one of those people where 
she is uh like a middle eastern girl who will literally she gives zero fricks what environment she's in she'll, she'll say what she'll she has rock to say. Your fu- and she'll educate she'll keep you in check oh no matter completely. who you are no matter what you're doing no matter where you are she would check me like so you ch- oh trust me that's let me tell and you that's this. what i loved about her so uh, in grade nine i was going through a thing i was telling you about um like hypersexualization yeah. whatever so i had somehow um gone so far right that i came left and i said i wasn't a feminist yeah i remember that in grade nine yeah and pff, stupid first of all <laughs> i remember that that was but, crazy i remember hazel and i looked at each other like yeah so i was what? don't know what was going on but basically hazel wrote me an entire doc about why that doesn't make any sense mm. and i was like yeah that's you know what so she, she kept me in fucking check oh yeah she, and she would that's not the first time she's done that either no she would she will do that she'll go home she'll write a doc and she'll be like I at lunch and I had my bagel and I'm like and Hazel pulls out her doc on her little phone and, and, she I, and she's like you know what talk. read this yeah and she is such an influential person in my life because she educated me and she got me to she lit this fire in me where I we're no longer as close as we were mm-hmm. but I'm so glad that we had those years together because I now am also like I've I'm an activist and I yeah, love and you to can talk about it. social issues. And you can say it with your chest. Like, I'm a feminist. I'm a feminist. There you go. And I'm an activist in all the ways that I can be. Mm-hmm. And I try to educate myself daily. And I love to. T- and, and that is because of Hazel. And I have to give that to her because if, if we weren't friends, I have to, I wouldn't be as educated. I wouldn't be as passionate no, yeah, as insane. I am about the world's injustices. Yeah, she's actually like. If anybody at her school just gets the chance to talk to her, which I'm sure she's gonna like, she hate. they probably have. <laughs> no, but she no, they they've definitely heard her talk. They've heard her talk. They've heard her talk probably. But I'm saying if you can have a one-on-one conversation with her just about anything, if she gets passionate, never stop her from talking. Yeah. Let her continue talking because she will go down and she will. S- oh my god! Like, I, I, you can like if you were to see her in class, the teachers that like look at her after she's done talking she's like yeah that's all i have to say and after she's done yeah the class is si- like it's a, like a mic and drop. it's been like that since she's forever our teachers were nine. our teachers yeah. were always like even Whoa. when we were like young like, like middle school drops. our yeah. teachers were always like wow this girl is articulate yeah she and i no doubt she's going places oh yeah and if she really. doesn't quote like air quotes go places that's by her on her means oh and that's no, no. because she, she wants to live control. a simple life she's actually very like that though <laughs> oh my god control. she's very <laughs> like that so i wouldn't be surprised if one day she goes off the grid like lord did yeah like she makes her movement yeah. and then she goes peace out bitches. but i wouldn't be surprised and in like leaves. 15 20 years we yeah. see her and as the face of a movement oh I can't wait and for I that. And I love day. her for that. I, I think really she's do. I think she's incredible. But that's that's who mine is because she she's, is the reason I'm so I'm such an activist. She's massive. Because of yeah. her. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. She's 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 a crazy I'm yeah, like I'm glad that I, I know her. And I love her. I have so much love for her. Like she's a she's like my family. She's a solid person. She's yeah. a solid, well rounded like I mean, obviously depends on what you like. She also has a lot to swallow. So if you she's a hard are, pill to swallow. let me say, if you're a racist, don't talk to Hazel. If you're a racist, and also stay far if away. You're not open minded and you're a little dumb and you don't know what certain things mean. Yeah. Then well, I'd say then go to Hazel, but I'm not saying she'll be patient with but you. But I'm saying open mindedness is like so big. Yeah. 
I mean, she will shove it down your throat. (laughs) But she's also, like, I think, and one of the reasons why I think me and her are friends Mm -hmm. is because we were able to balance each other out. Because I'm very, like, let's approach them in the way that they will absorb the information. Yeah. And she's like, like, we're people of color. We don't have to explain shit to anyone. And And it's true. What the fuck? (laughs) It's so valid. Yeah. And, like, there was a time, like, and I was telling you about this, there was a time in our class, in our sub class, where we were like, oh, my God, this one girl had said, like, white privilege isn't real. real, And me and Hazel texted each other, and we were like, okay. We were saying, like, let's just approach this properly. Let's just say what we need to say properly in a way that she will absorb it and she Mm -hmm. was like um no the fuck we don't right and she turned on her mic on zoom class and she said miss chin i need to say something and she went ham for a good five minutes and five minutes doesn't sound too long but but when someone's talking and talking and talking and talking not giving you a chance to (gasps) breathe Mm -hmm. you die yes and i think the girl who said it got emotional and <laughs> I was and then I chimed in and I was like by the way and I would turn on my mic every now and then I would be like yes <laughs> I would be like yes I agree I agree I agree um but um she's very like that so I'm happy that you said that because I'm happy that we were able to talk so I would say because I would say she's also someone who's changed my life a lot she's she's a fire for sure she made me like of like there's a lot of people who made me proud because I had a lot of internalized racism and I and also so did I man and I had a lot of like I wish I was white I wish I had blonde hair I mm-hmm. wish I had smaller nose mm-hmm. I wish I whatever mm-hmm. and there was a lot of that and she was like Amina you're a brown girl and there's so much to be happy about right like literally be happy about it mm-hmm. and I am so thankful for that because there's there's a bit there's like obviously my dad has pointed out like he loves my hair, like, everything that makes me a brown girl, he's always said he loved about mm-hmm. me. And um, you and Hazel have also said that. And right. you pointed out the features that make me the most prominent out, and you brought them in and said, you know what, Amrina, these are those the things are, I love about you. Those are something that you should love, and I think the only reason you don't love them is because of the Eurocentric beauty feature or mm-hmm. what standards. Are, beauty beauty standards. standards that are constantly pushed upon us. Yes. And I think the only, like... It, I just had to, yeah. And that's who that's who it is, man. It's it's Hazel. It's Hazel. Hazel. And I hope she. Insane. I don't know if she's gonna listen to this. I'm yeah, actually no. gonna send it to her. And tell her I'm to gonna tell her. To her. Yeah, I'm gonna tell her to listen. Because we love you, and I appreciate you yeah. on a very like I personal a level. very personal level. And after months of growing and mm-hmm. kind of looking back at myself, a huge part of part of a huge part of my personality, and the part of a lot of the part of myself that I really love and. And yeah, a part of yeah. myself that I really love, which is my like activist side, yeah, it comes directly from her. Oh yeah, she's a massive part. I think of my activism too, because mm-hmm. my activism was more social based, and mm-hmm. I was taught how to be an activist by uh, white people. Yeah. So obviously, there's a difference. Um, one hundred percent on a difference. What is prior like prioritized, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Anyways, we we love you, Hazel. You're the greatest. And if you please keep talking, always. I think if I could wish one thing upon <laughs> for her, her is never, is shut, never up. shut up. Always because yeah, no. Everyone needs to hear you talk. Please let like she's gonna be like I'm not blessing people with 
my voice. No, that's literally what you. That's literally say. what she's gonna say. <laughs> but I'm gonna sit here and say, please, literally. When fine, okay. Call, anything, just call everyone them. out. Call, which well, she already does. But I'm saying, never don't. Never stop doing. Always, that. always, always call people out. Because some people are too scared to do it, and I feel like she's one of the very few people that has the balls. Her hand will shoot up, and yo, she'll be like, "Yo, she has ah. the same biceps for that." Like yeah, her, her hand boom. is zooming up. Boom. And I'm like, oh my god. Like, like our teacher hasn't even finished the question. She's like, I already know what I'm going to say. I already know what she'll I'm going to say. She'll look at me and she'll be like. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, we'll go on. Okay, okay, we have to move on. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Okay, um, our next question is, what are you still trying to prove to yourself? You did a little foot kick there. I huh? did a little burlesque oh i don't think you're using that word right burlesque. oh burlesque you are burlesque. i am using that word right wow now. burlesque kick okay what am i still trying to prove to myself do you want to go first i have my answer i have mine okay who wants to go first rock paper scissors okay rock paper scissors oh are we doing rock we have to do rock paper scissors shoot okay rock, one paper, two scissors, three shoot. four i get it okay first okay my biggest thing, also, something that I think everybody who knows me on a personal le- level will say that knows me. I've talked about this so many times, but I'm confident in everything but what I look like physically. Right. And I think I'm still trying to prove to myself that I'm actually physically beautiful. Physically attractive. I think I'm not insecure about my personality. Right. And I think that's why a massive part, and what you said was like, I'm extremely extroverted now. Mm-hmm. I know how to relate to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Is because I'm never, I'm never um scared about people not liking me for my personality. Right. But I'm always scared people are looking at me and thinking, "Oh my God, she's so ugly." So I have to make a face. <laughs> Obviously, nobody, literally nobody, is thinking that. And if they are, if somebody's listening to this and be like, and are like, "Actually, Rosanna, you're wrong. I actually do think Amarina is ugly." I have to say that. It's a them problem because, like, objectively, from an objective objective stance, like you're yeah. pretty. That's your opinion, right? Okay. See, this is because you can't. Like, <laughs> that's what. That's what. I, that's the answer to the question, though. Like, I'm actually yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. prove it to myself that mm-hmm. you know what, physically, like, I don't have to always talk. And mm-hmm. I was realizing this like a while ago, where like I've always been the person to say hi to people in the hallways, but I've, I'm trying to convince myself, and it's good. And I think it's a good thing for me personally to not say hi to everyone. Yeah. Because it's mentally and emotionally draining. It is. Um, and I realized that later. And obviously, if someone says hi to me, I'm not gonna say, uh, I don't know you. Or like I'm obviously gonna say obviously. hi back. Yeah. But like to go out of my way and talk to people just because like like I wanna prove that I am a good person is something that I don't have to do. Just yeah. because there's pretty privilege right and I think that was my biggest thing is like I don't have pretty privilege I don't have pretty privilege so Irina you have to show who you are as a person um by without the physical like pretend the physical's not there and just talk to just talk to people as if the physical's not there and you're a brain and that's all you have to offer Mm -hmm. and that's not a bad thing you'd be a great just walking around brain though that would be hilarious oh just like just I feel like you would be a very likable brain. Like, when you think about just, this, like, a brain walking amongst people. Yeah. Like, not in, like, a weird dystopian world where that's normal, but in a world, like, this world where it's not normal to see a brain walking around. Yeah. You would be a surprisingly likable brain. 
Like, people would be like, oh my god, that's actually disgusting and crazy. What's going on? There's a brain floating around talking to people. But then they talk to you, and they'd be like, ah, it's actually pretty friendly. It's a friendly brain. And biggest, <laughs> and biggest thing to add on to that is that now physically, and, like, a lot of, like, I don't know if it's, like, even my best friend of 14 years, right. um, he pointed out to me, it was at my birthday celebration, he was like, Amina, I'm so proud of you for being more confident in who you are, and that was Mateen, mm-hmm. and love Mateen, and you'll probably hear him, hear me bring him up a lot, because I've known him for 14 years, he's, like, my best friend Prominent ever. person in your life. Um, but he said, Amina, you're actually more confident than I've ever seen you in my 14 years of knowing you, and it was such a big That's thing. That's gotta be a big, big deal. It hit me, like, I was like... I was like, really? And a lot of it is because I'm worrying less about other people's opinions. About other people's opinions. And how you're being perceived. Physically. Right. Like, dyeing my hair red was something I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I always thought people are questioning, like, my sexuality or right, right, my right. emo or my alt or oh, whatever. Yeah. But I should just be able to dye my hair red. Right. And I was able to dye my hair red because of the fact that I know that people know me. And the people who are important know that I just wanted to dye my hair red. Mm-hmm. Literally. And that's just it. Mm-hmm. And even fashion-wise, like, I showed you, like, the cool pants I got thrifting. Yes. And that's not something anyone would pick. No. But I don't weird mind pants. picking. Yeah, they're weird they're pants. They're weird. I told her. They're weird they're pants. Weird pants. They're, they're a set of trousers. There's you trousers. Must know. <laughs> like, Tyler, the creator. Mm-hmm. Um, But I looked at Rosandy, and she was like, I mean, but, like, if there's anyone who can pull it off, it's, it's literally you. got to be you. <laughs> I can see you walking around in those fucking trousers. With my trousers. And I guarantee... After I wear the trousers, there's going to be one other person who shows up to school in trousers. I'm sure. It's going to be me. I'm so happy. I'm going to go buy a pair of trousers. I'm so glad that you will go (laughs) buy a pair of trousers. But yeah, like physically, I've gotten into the point where I'm like, bro, I can paint my nails black just because I want to. Yes. I can braid my hair just because I want to. Mm -hmm. I can wear makeup or not wear any makeup at all Mm -hmm. because I want to. And Mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with who you are or who I am. You don't know what I am. Mm -hmm. Because you just don't. You have to converse with me and know who I am. Or don't talk to me because of how I look. But that's your problem and that's not my problem. And you didn't. You shouldn't even have to worry about it. No, it's not something I should be having, having to worry about. But physically, I'm still trying to convince myself that I'm beautiful. And since I was, like, younger, I've always thought... And I think a big part of that plays into, like, the fact that, like, I'm not in a relationship and I've never been in a romantic relationship. Right. So I think people don't find me attractive. Right. So I'm sitting there like, okay, fuck, like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just not attractive. Mm-hmm. And I think most girls I know have been in not not relationships but have had crushes and they've gone on dates and they're viewing and whatever and I don't do that that's not really my thing yeah I don't like hookup culture I don't like any of that type Mm -hmm. of stuff Mm -hmm. so and no hate to anyone who does no when we say that we like something and dislike something it's not to say that the other thing is less than I feel like no yeah constantly have to say that because this is going public yeah um but when we say like we like this or I'm not that or I'm this we're not like like dissing it dissing the other thing. it's just not my if thing we are personally. dissing something we'll say it like the we'll bitch like, that yeah. said white supremacy doesn't exist i'm dissing her yeah and i'm saying that ideology is fucking stupid like yeah. i'll let you know we'll it's let you know be very obvious something. Yeah. it'll be very obvious yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but yeah i anyway. was just that was just like what was i saying Whew, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> we were saying how um, you are not into hookup culture. Oh, yeah, yes. not into hookup culture, <laughs> and that is not my thing. Mm-hmm. So I've never, and I think 
everyone has raging hormones in high school, so of everyone's course. kind of just trying to do that. Trying to uh, just bust you know, that one. Wow, why did I say that? <laughs> wow, um, okay. Everyone's just trying to, you know, um, service their needs, I guess I'm going to say. Wow, okay. And yes. that is not my thing. I think I find different ways to do not that, but, like, just... No, I get what you're saying. Do my yeah. own thing. So, um, yeah. So, physically, I'm still trying to Prove convince myself... Prove yourself that you are beautiful. And, yeah, and even as a young girl, I've never... Like, I, I didn't really have crush as much. Like, there's, like, sixth graders who were like, oh, my God, I have a crush on him. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sitting here, and I would... I Definitely was a tom... Relate. I was the tomboy. Right. So, I was hanging out with all the boys, mm-hmm. and there was the cute... And the boys would come to me, since I was a girl, but I was hanging out with the boys, mm-hmm. and they would come to me and be like, oh, I like Katie over there. Like, mm-hmm. can you tell Katie? And Katie would come to me and be like, oh, my God, I love... I love Daniel. Like, you have to tell Daniel I have a crush on him. Yeah. And I was kind of the back and forth, because nobody knew what the frick I was, because I was yeah. playing sports, but I was a girl. Yeah, I played competitive basketball and soccer and all those things. Mm-hmm. So I was surrounded by boys, and I grew up in a very boy e environment. Masculine, yeah. So I was like not. So, anyways, yeah, that's, that's what something is. I'm trying to prove to myself to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what I think. My, what are you still trying to prove to yourself? Answer is right. So I think for me, um, just going back to our previous conversation about activism, I have a really, like, calling myself an activist is something that I've, re- it's it's been hard to call myself an activist. Yeah. And I, because I just, it's, I just don't feel like I'm doing enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm always bringing it up. And I, But I think the most that I do is just Talk bringing it up yeah. and co- talking about it. And I feel like I should be out there on the streets and marching, doing stuff. And so that's just been a really, like, I'm like, am I an activist? But I feel like I really, like, what is an activist? You know what I mean? It's just, it's been, like, that's what I'm trying to prove to myself. Like, when you're an activist and you're aware, uh, really aware about the things that are, like, when you're a feminist, what is something that's empowering to women and what's something that's not empowering to women? Am I doing things that are not empowering yes. for women? Constantly and that's very, yeah. like, and I'm constantly checking myself. Like, a big thing is, like, my lashes. Mm-hmm. Is that empowering to women? No. It's not empowering to women. And then there's the yes. idea that it's, like, anything a woman does is empowering to women I don't necessarily agree with that though and that's the thing and I'm constantly bat like in an internal battle between what can I do to be the most or the best activist that I can on a daily and it's hard mm-hmm. because sometimes you're in let's say professional settings and it's like this job for me would be empowering because I'm a woman and getting mm-hmm. a job but does that even true like I'm, it's just so confusing mm-hmm. and I, and also the whole like I struggle a lot with like feeding into capitalism a lot because I'm like not a capitalist and I know that it's like unethical but sometimes it's like so should I be using an iPhone and am I should I be even thinking about getting a new iPhone when I'm done with this one it's just like when you're aware of white supremacy of sexism Mm -hmm. of racism of ableism of classism when you're aware of those like of those systems Mm -hmm. you are constantly trying to figure out how to be the most ethical 
Yeah. And it's a struggle. And sometimes I just wish that I was an ignorant person who didn't have to worry. Mm -hmm. And I wish that I could, like, part of me does. Not the whole part of me, but I wish I could just go back and be like, I actually don't care. I'm going to buy an iPhone Mm -hmm. and not worry about it. But now that I know how unethical these systems can get and how shitty these systems can get i'm always aware like when i'm walking around in the mall i was walking with my friend and we passed by the apple store i'm like oh look at that cool capitalism (laughs) wow so aesthetic but there's people in foxconn you know slaving away to make these iphones that are overpriced Mm -hmm. they are overpriced (laughs) well duh massively overpriced and it's just i'm just constantly trying to figure out how to be the best activist i am yeah and i'm just like where do i yeah and and that's what it is it's a whole thing i think it's a massive thing that i think um a lot of i'm also bringing this into it again of course because it's about activism but it's like when you're not educated about it i think you have less to worry about because of course but i think as a poc you're Forced, especially of our generation. At least most of it. At least, at least, what? At least a couple of those systems. Yeah, yeah. Like when you you have to worry about classism, because, even yeah, and racism. And you know even what I mean? Being, like most of us are immigrants, so we right. come from these countries that are providing for right Canada, right India. If you look on most of your clothes, mm-hmm. it, says it says made in India. Made in India. So I think about those things, and when I go back to my, my like the homeland, the, the motherland, the motherfucking land, the motherland, we you see it right in front of you, and I think that was. And then you know what's crazy though? You see also the beaches filled with white people. Yeah, and there's like, and it's just kind of, sh- it's a it's, shitty feeling. It's a shitty feeling. Because I'll go back to Sri Lanka, and like, I actually brought, like, while I was in Sri Lanka, I went in grade eight, um, and I actually brought it up to my aunt, who is mm-hmm. from there, and not as socially aware or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, wow, these, I said it, like, not in English, and I was like, wow, these people love to shit on us, but love to, like, thrive in the beaches from here. And she didn't get it. Yeah. And that wasn't worded well, but you get what I mean. Yeah. If you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that you're, when you're aware of it, man, it sucks, but you have to, like, it's just, you're that's, living that's in what it. it is. You're literally that's what living it is. in it. And um, it goes back to, like, when people talk about generational trauma, mm-hmm. I think they're so laser eye focused on, like, slavery and, like, what happened in the past. Yes. But it's happening right now. It's happening right now. And, like, like my first memory of going into India is we were in the taxi. Mm-hmm. And me and my dad are from Canada, right? My dad was born in India, but he came to Canada at a young age, and I was born here. So I'm not native to India, um, but my ethnicity is Indian. And um, you, we get in these like black cars that are mm-hmm. obvious, like are very obviously different mm-hmm. than the rickshaws and the rickety little mm-hmm. cars that are on the on the roads, mm-hmm. and you see and you see people staring at your car because they're like oh my god oh my god and you know what it's it's so shitty and sorry not to cut you off yeah but the poverty in a lot of developing countries is literally because of of colonization and and colonialism and capitalism but that's yeah and it makes me so angry when people shit on developing countries because our people don't work hard but the worst thing is that it's we're not even developing we're developed we just like india is the hub of tech and of computers course. and all and IT in general right. and everybody says 
when they think of India, they think of like the poverty, poverty and trash. And, and it's because of all pollution. the propaganda that Western countries love to push. It's literally those documentaries you watch that are made by white people who say, oh my God, look at the kids the searching for Indians. Trash. Oh my God. Oh my and they goodness. do it with Africa a whole bunch. Oh my God. And they Africa's do it. Oh, the hungry And Africa is such a, a giant continent. person. It's, it's a continent. And where did we get all our riches from? Yeah. Oils. Precious jewels, bro. The fabrics. the di- the gems on Queen Elizabeth's crown mm-hmm. are fr- are from, from Africa. Africa. From Africa, and the fact that that is hap- that it's current. Oh yeah, is it? I can't it, even get it into how bad it makes. And me. like on our money, we see white people. Like, yeah, there should be some people of color on our money, but that's a whole other. That's a whole other thing, and I'm getting into. We're getting, but into we're so it. passionate we're getting about it, obviously. We're so passionate about that topic. But that's but just that's what I'm grappling with is how to be the best activist that I can be. That is a good like. I agree with you. Like yeah. that's a very valid point. Um. Okay. Next question and final, final question. Final question. Um. Thank you for sticking around. If you stuck around, I hope you are talk. still around. Um. <laughs> Yeah, we hope these questions kind of like made you think. But yeah, really question, answer them with us. Yeah, definitely. Because do. they're definitely like thought provoking for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, think about these, and I mean, we would love even if just to be interactive with us. Like, yeah. Even if you want to like DM us or even um, DM us on our like. Like, I the think Instagram there should account. be a way to comment on the podcast. I think there is. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but if let that, us know if that's possible. <laughs> if that's not possible, definitely DM us um directly yeah. on our personal accounts. And I'm sure me and Rosendi, I think I I don't Rosendi too, we would smile so hard at those. Oh, we would appreciate that so much. That. We want this podcast to be as interactive as possible. Um and honestly, like we can also like send us some realizations that you came to or maybe an anecdote about how you relate to something that we said and mm-hmm. we don't have to include your name if you don't want to but we for sure like bring it up in our next podcast 100 and be yeah. like users 64892 <laughs> was said this and this is kind we of this was crazy yeah, yeah. um okay Anyways. so our last question is what would your younger self not believe about your life today right younger was sandy what a world what a detrimental moment yeah in life is mm. younger Emrena and Sandy. um what little babies um what would your younger self not believe about you, your life today okay I will say my biggest thing and my biggest accomplishment that I've always thought of that wasn't possible when I was a kid and I think it's just because of the environment I grew up in mm-hmm. is being an artist and being successful Mm -hmm. um in grade nine I was able to sell paintings and Mm -hmm. see my paintings hanging up in other people's houses Mm -hmm. and I never thought that was possible and little Emberna would probably be like holy she shit her pants because that is actually objectively a very giant accomplishment massive and I think I, I forget that I forget that that I did like my paintings my signature is up on some paintings yes in another person's house and someone else's house house. yeah and they could know me or just super not know me um I sold stickers and so my artwork is out there and I created a brand and like that brand is out there like people can see it yes and I'm so excited for what is gonna happen in the future because I have a lot of things planned for the brand and how it's gonna build in the future um 
but I think future Marina would be so excited about that and how I'm I'm sourcing it myself yes and how I built it myself um from like the ground up from the ground up obviously um my dad likes to say no one ever does anything by themselves uh-huh. and um and I will hand it to him um my parents were definitely supportive in the way that they were like okay I'm gonna you can build you can do this you can build a brand um you can my dad is a businessman so he was giving me tips and my mom has been an artist um she grew up going to art school or whatever so that there was that support in the household and I will say that I'm very thankful for that because I know a lot of artists don't have that environment to grow up in Mm -hmm. um but younger Emerina would be literally probably I'm younger Emerina would be like you're lying like shut she would not believe you she'd be like bro you're insane (laughs) um for little things like like it's not even a little thing like there's things like even younger I would always hate my artwork but now I have paintings that I just love love. I just think I poured my whole soul into them I love them obviously if you're an artist you know that there's things where it's like I didn't really like it or it didn't come out the way I Mm -hmm. wanted it to but Younger Emerina would be so excited about the fact that she built a brand and her paintings are hanging up in other people's houses and there's commissions where people have asked you. That is very cool. Out of all the trillions of artists um, that are out there and said, Emerina, I want you to paint this painting for me. Um, And even the fact that like my painting is featured on AGO's website. That is incredible. Like who would have thought that that would even be possible? Mm -hmm. And it's all due to like, hard gritty ugh, I don't want to do this right now work but it's like paying off and it'll continue to pay off if I just keep approaching it with the same attitude um and shout out to my UK friend because Clenum gassed me so much with my artwork and if you don't know who he is he's the one who's literally providing he's our, our intro music. and outro music he's providing very, our very very music for us. he's insane he's actually an insane producer and he was one of the first people I met who's kind of wanting to do the same thing that I want to do except with music. And he's constantly working and he always inspires me because every time I talk to him, he's like, Emery, I'm working on this new beat. You want to hear it? You want to hear it? And it's like, he's constantly putting himself out there. And that was my biggest thing. Like he, like when I finished like my logo, he was like, I'm like, let me see it. Let me see it. He was like, I'll, he's like, he posted me all over his account. He was like, please go check out this insane artist. And I will say he's a massive part of why my brand or how it got built so quickly yes. is because he was the one who was like, I mean, you've got to do it. Yeah. Like you're insane. Mm-hmm. People need to see this. And people always supported me, but he was someone who was on my ass about it. He was like, I mean, when's the next painting coming out? Yeah. When are, <laughs> are you working on something? Like, let me see what you're working on. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I'm so glad I made him as a friend because he's he's so important in my life personally. I mean, I don't know what my effect on him was, but uh-huh. um, he's super important in my life. And I think we, just because we're so far apart from each other, we don't get to tell each other that so much. Yeah. But I really want him to know. I'm glad. I hope he hears this. I hope he hears it too because he's so important. Mm-hmm. And I tell him this all the time. I said my brand wouldn't be where it was today if you weren't in my life at the time you yes. were in my life. And I tell him that all the time, but I think publicly the world needs to know. Also, just go support him. And um, 
go see just what he's capable of because this guy is actually insane and you're gonna want him to say you knew him when he becomes big because it's not when it's not if he becomes big it's it's really when when. this guy is actually insane he has an ear he has an ear for music he just (laughs) knows what to do he creates beats like on the tip of his tongue he just knows how to do shit i like that guy is fucking insane and he's also the kindest human being ever so please please go support him um but yes can you support him you can support him on YouTube. Just a little, on Instagram, you know, little promo. Just a little promo. Um, YouTube, Instagram, SoundCloud at KLXNAM. He will be in our bio. Um, and he is the person for our intro and outro music. I already said it. Always but will just, be. It sounds good. Always will be. Yes. Um, and yeah, we are. Uh, I am so, me and Rasandi are very proud of you, Clenum. Very. I, You're doing I big moves. I am so proud of, hold on, let's say it in a language he understands. Shut we up. are so proud of you. I hate you for doing that. <laughs> um, we are so proud I of you, I knew you were going to do that too, that's insane. <laughs> um, yeah, so just big, big ups to you, and I'm very proud that you did that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. You too, you next. Me too, huh? You next. What is the question? Oh yeah, what baby Rosandy would be would be excited about in your life today. So mine's is not as mine's is a little more subtle than yours. Mm-hmm. But when I was young, I was very awkward and mm-hmm. I was very like weird and I was never like able in dust, especially in new settings, I was not able to like mesh with people well and it was very like people you like I was people didn't like me that much I wasn't like I was not a likable person Mm -hmm. and I always dealt with like in group settings I hated summer camp I never went to summer camp because I would not be able to mesh with people Mm -hmm. and that was a big deal when it came to came to anxiety and I became hyper aware of like awkwardness Mm -hmm. because people didn't seem to like me that much just because I wasn't you know, it was, I was just a weird kid. You were just an awkward kid. I was an awkward kid. And I think one thing that I, I don't like a lot about myself, but one thing I do like about myself is that I'm, I'm a people person Mm -hmm. and weirdly people seem to like me and it's such a, and I hate to say it. I mean, you're irresistible. You are. I'm, if I, I'm being sarcastic. No, I. But like, are. I want to bring my job into into Play. this right yeah. now because I was, and not I'm gonna say was, even though I do fuck up still. Mm-hmm. But I was so bad at my job. Everyone makes mistakes though. Like, no, no, no. Like I was. Things, I I hope my boss is listening right now because she knows. <laughs> I was so I was so bad at my job and I would fuck up on fuck up on fuck up on yeah. fuck up. Yeah. And. She would tell me, like, Rosandy, you're so, the only reason you're literally, like, here right now is because you're just so sweet. And then, yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, like, just... I need to be a people person and to I do think a job that like being you're doing. being a people person and being able to connect with people is so important and it will get you really far. Yeah. Because, like, I just... I just, that's what it is. Like, I just never knew that, I don't know where it came from, where I just, be, like, I was able to mesh with people well, yeah. and where, like, my sense of, like, intuition, where it, when it came from, like, what to say, and stuff like that, I don't know where it came from, like, yeah. pulled it up, like, not even my ass, like, my colon, I pulled it yeah. out, <laughs> because I don't know where it came from, but now I have this weird thing where, like, people are, like, oh, Rosani's cool, and I'm, like, I don't know why, because, like, 
five years ago, people would not even like I wasn't even a acknowledge, name. Yeah, acknowledge the fact people that would not existing. fuck with me. And like yeah. now people seem to like wanna like talk to me and it's a crazy cool like thing. I love it. it's a love category. and it's such an interesting thing and I love it and it definitely feeds into my ego oh yeah um but it just when people when you are an approachable likable person it opens you up to such beautiful connections people mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. like if I wasn't like people are, like I made so many new friends at work mm-hmm. and I'm just bringing that up because it's so re- it's the most recent yeah but if I wasn't so approachable like I wouldn't have the job and I wouldn't have met like I have met and meshed with the people that I work with right now, which are all wonderful, hilarious people. Yes. And I'm, and I don't know, that's the thing. Like, like definitely nine-year-old Rosandia would be like, yo, you actually like have friends. Like Like if she was a separate person, she'd be like, oh my God. You're so, I wish I had the social skills that this girl has. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know where they came from, but they're there and I'm grateful for it. Yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, like, even my, like, even as a kid, like, I've always been told, like, Luna, you're so articulate. Yes. You know how to talk. Yes. And, um, I wasn't, um, cool. Mm. I definitely wasn't the cool one. Um, I think when I got into grade nine and I got into high school, since I've been moved around from high school, from middle school to middle school to middle school, I went to a lot of middle schools, and that's why I know so many people. That's really? Where you're is that? what that is i had no idea that is what that is oh my god that's why i say hi to people i'm like yeah i've known him since grade three and i'm like how many grade threes like do i know in a class literally (laughs) um but those are reasons as to why i mean i'm so out there and extroverted Uh especially in high school Mm -hmm. And I definitely will say a little, a little part of that is my brother. Like, my brother's extremely extroverted as well. So yes. he knows a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And my brother was one of those people who's just cool. He just was cool. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. Yeah, literally. literally I don't want to gas my brother. But yeah. Literally, Yo, they're brother, just cool, huh? My dad, my brother was just, he was just a cool guy. So yeah. people just wanted to be his friend. Yes. Whereas me, I was like, I had to prove so to other awkward. people that you wanted to be my friend. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I was like... It was like a presentation. Yeah. Like I have to prove <laughs> to you that I am worth being your friend. You're just so cute. Um, but uh, like as I got, I think high school was like that turning point where I realized where people were looking at me were like, I mean, I want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bitch, why? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Like, what do you mean? And it was more just because of the fact that like, I think um, for, I think for both of us, we can say that we're both mature mm-hmm. and we grew up that was because we grew up fast at a young age. So yeah, we were mature. We def in in certain aspects, we definitely did have to, especially like in terms of like emotionally. Yeah, and like being being able to deal with like certain conflicts yourself and just how you react in certain situations. Yeah, so that was I think why I guess we attracted people was because we were mature, mm-hmm. and a lot of people and a lot of people these days can't say that they're able to converse with people as much as we are able to converse with 100 people that and that's not to with. like shit on anyone who's like no but that just comes with maturity it comes with experience it, it comes, comes with, with time. experience yeah for sure. and um i will say that that is like a massive thing that like a lot like we i definitely would say that that's like a massive accomplishment like, that's i think as two thing. extroverts talking about like what and what extrovertedness does for them is very interesting 
Yeah. Because I am actually very appreciative of that ability of mine. Because we experienced being introverted. Yes. And we flipped to extroverted. So yes. we've experienced both sides of mm-hmm. the spectrum. So we're able to relate. We know with like honestly people treat you and extroverts. People treat you better. So when different. you're it's and that's why you wonder different. why, you know, you see in movies there's the popular kids and then there's yeah. the nerdy kids. And the nerdy kids are usually introverts. Mm-hmm. And the popular kids are usually extroverts. Yeah. And I think that also gives us better perspective on when people shit on like the kid who's like alone it oh yeah it gives us so much more and i think that's why we're able to and i think a massive part is extroverts who've always been extroverts only can relate to extroverts but extroverts who've think, been yeah introverts are able to like go Get to the both. kid on the bench and say like hey like and because see, now they're yeah. extroverted they can do that yeah exactly yes. so we're able to approach the kid on the bench who's sitting alone and we're able to say like hey i see you like yes what's going on and like on? i get it too yeah like i feel you yeah and i would say i think the best part of that is that like i think with that came like the ability to empathize and sympathize with someone empathy is a huge thing so important it's a huge thing that i think we're both extremely like empathetic and you yeah. know when people joke around like if you have to say you're an empath that's like kind of a red flag but i don't think i don't even know what an empath is actually yeah, i, I feel like shane dawson called himself an empath a lot i don't know what an em- <laughs> i don't know what an empath is but Ooh. i think empathy is such a big um big thing when it comes to like perspective and like yeah no no, no. it's like a huge no, empathy is kind of what's built, I guess, a lot of my relationships. It's the fact that I was able to listen to someone. And, like, understand where they're coming from. Exactly. Like, when someone tells you their experience, and, like, you really, f- like, you feel it. Yeah. You totally get where you they're coming from. You just gotta say, like, and that I really, get you, I feel And you. that really helps you connect with, with someone. Yeah. And I think that's so important. Um, well. Oh, I gotta take a, oh, an exhale, should I say, yeah, instead of a deep breath. we should exhale. We should Exhale, get, um, <laughs> should I say it? Should I should I take an existential exhale or should I just take a regular exhale? Well, that was a that was a good opening to an existential exhale because we talked about everything it is to be existing. That was a lot of existence talk, huh? It was. It was quite a bit. I feel really good about this episode. I'm um, not gonna lie to you. Yeah, it is really good. We, I hope you liked it. We are proud of it. We'll high five right now. Well, um, we hope you heard that. Um, because then it's <laughs> weird. There was just a weird little a pause. little pause. Um, anyways, but. Thank you for listening. Thank you so um, much. I I hope you loved it. We have we'll have a schedule, I guess, when school starts because we're both working girls. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm so glad. I hope you guys stayed till the end. And if you did, well, they did because they're listening to this. You guys are the real ones. You guys are the real ones, huh? And we're so happy you listened. And we can't wait to, I guess, release more episodes and. For you guys to and get to know us. And kind of see where this goes, honestly. Yeah. We're and for really you guys to get to know us. And seeing where this goes. And for you guys to get to know us a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys will ex- see, like, all sides of us, which you guys got a glimpse of today. But you will see in like, depth. Yeah. In depth everything of what makes personal. us who we are. And please, I know it can be kind of, like, awkward. But just DM us on our personal accounts or even, like, our... Um, existential Exhale Instagram account. Just mm-hmm. DM us and tell us, A, like, what you want to hear us talk about or what you even liked that we've talked about that you want to hear more like any feedback any suggestions literally anything tell us because we're very new to this obviously and and we just kind of want to see what people like like and we're open to literally anything so we are unless you want us to talk about 
math, I guess, is the yeah, only thing that I'm going to draw the line at. Or if you, science. I'm sure, I mean, we'll talk maybe about a little bit about biology. Maybe we'll get into. Oh, yeah, maybe. I guess. Yeah, that. For but that I'm going to draw the line at math 100%. Yeah, I think don't do that. Like, please don't just drop the math equation in my head. <laughs> and be like, hey, can you talk about this on the podcast? Can you elaborate? I think I, will, <laughs> I think I will cry. So And you'll catch a block, I think. I think a definite block would be the right reaction. So that. everything is good. We're very open-minded, except no math. No math. Um, anyways, we are so appreciative of you guys listening and staying till the end. And I've been Emerina. And I've been Rosandy. And this has been Existential Exhale. See you in the motherfucking next one. Bye. Bye.